rolling. Welcome back, everybody, to the Power Stroke Tech Talk podcast. This is number 26. We have the returning crew, DS Real and Matt, yours truly, and Vince coming from the bottom of the map, ATL. Absolutely. Uh, we want to welcome him. He's uh, been a uh, follower here for a few and is uh, just recently a Power Stroke owner. Woo, yes. So we're going to talk about that today. Um, I want to let everybody know who have uh who has not known uh if you're uh, interested in watching us other than on youtube uh make sure to check us out on google podcasts uh spotify amazon apple music TuneIn, and podbean you guys can download those we're getting uh just had a, a hundred downloads uh today uh we're over two thousand everybody is really digging it loving uh our content we're talking about and uh today's going to be a good one right here with vince being a first time power stroke owner um i'm going to give it up to him i want him to uh, uh paint the picture for us tell us what kind of truck it is what color uh did you order it? did you find it on the lot and um you know, if you have any questions, you know, for Matt or DS, now that, you know, we're, we're really in the groove of, of working on them, driving them. Um, I know a lot of guys are going to have some questions uh, for you as well, but uh, why don't you start off telling us, uh, you know, what you're using it for, what, what, what it is, what, what are you driving now? Absolutely. And thanks for having me on, A-Rod. I'm loving this. I'm so excited. I couldn't sleep last night. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I'm driving a 2019 F-250 with the 6.7. Right on. I got the yeah. XLT premium chrome package. I got a lot of chrome, sort of old school looking, but I like okay. it. Okay. I like okay. the chrome. It's got the 18-inch wheels on it, and they're chrome too. Everything's shiny on that thing. It's that silver, metallic silver. Mm. Um, good looking truck. silver. I got yeah, silver. Beautiful. I had a ceramic coat put on it. And just, oh, it's so nice. How much? How much was it? Actually, it wasn't too bad. I got a nine-year coat for 800 bucks. Damn. They, yep. And supposedly, you know, nine years, realistically, maybe. Was it up to your specifications? Oh, it was nice. It makes it look wet all the time. Really? Yeah, water rolls on. Easy to clean. So if it's a 19, that's that's ingot silver. Yes, exactly. Ingot silver. Okay, yeah. Exactly. And I got the extended running boards. I got that. Ooh. (laughs) Yeah. I just put those those on my truck today. Dude, I use them all the time to get access to the back. The only thing I got to say that sometimes when I step on the very end, it feels like it gives a little for me. You know, I wish what, it was a little more rigid. What you know? end? What, like the very the, end by the bed? Yeah, yeah by the, pla- uh, yeah, the black end part of it. Um, mm. By the bed, exactly. It sometimes feels like I wish it was supported a little more, but it holds me fine. But sometimes you I know feel- what? I, I was thinking about that when I put them on today. Yeah. Um, one thing about those that I noticed is, so mine came with the without mine. Mine didn't have it. Okay. Mine didn't have the extended. Right. When you get the extended ones. They delete a bracket. Oh. It's up front, but um, I re I put the bracket in. It right. doesn't have the J clips, but I put a little hole. Mm-hmm. I took a little hole saw, put a hole, then put a, another hole next to that hole, so you could put oh. a J clip in. Then I secured the two screws and that put another bracket on. Oh, that's good. And then I put, I would, you know, if you go underneath and check, make sure it's got two bolts because they might have, 
Yeah, they might have cheaped out and only put one. Right, 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 right. And I put the two in the back with that ankle arm that kind of extends the to the back. I put yep, the two yep. in there, and yep. it's pretty solid. Okay, Seems I'll look at that for sure. But I, I love the truck. I mean, I just love it. And I went actually to get a, a used one because I was like, I'm not spending that much money on a new truck. No way. Right. So I went to look at some used ones. And while the salesperson went in and get the keys, I said, I'm crawling up under this truck. I laid down on the ground, crawled up under the truck. And when she came out, I said, don't even bring me the keys. I ain't touching this truck. I said, let's go look at the new one. So we wow. did it rusty. Yeah, yes, exactly. There's so much rust and mud. It looked like the car sat in about three feet of water. What? And you know what I, I think? I think they get those from up north and bring them down. I th- I think you're right because uh, um, I be a, there was too much flood. mud up in there. Either I was just I'm sorry, I told her I said I'm not touching this truck. Don't even bring the keys out. And uh, did you I, get a fifth wheel or 360 cameras? I got the 360 cameras, yes. Dang, okay, okay. And I was telling you, you know, earlier, I just realized just a couple months ago that I got the trailer tow package, but no, I got the high-capacity trailer tow package. I was like, woo! So from what I understand, that gives me the Dana axle over the Sterling mm-hmm. and maybe an extra leaf spring. I'm not sure about that, though. I think, you know, with the diesel engine and a 250 your gross vehicle weight rating on the standard 250 would be like 10,000 pounds. Right. But with that diesel engine, I think that's an extra 800 pounds heavier, give or or take, compared to a gas engine, which would take a huge chunk out of your payload, which wouldn't be that good with a 250. Now, once you get that max trailer tow package, I think they give you more payload back. So you're over the 10,000. So it's more like a 350s payload. Like a 350 rear end, right? A bigger rear end, and you know what? Let me ask you this: the receiver, the trailer hitch receiver, is a three inch yeah. receiver. Do they all come like that? Is that only nope. the high capacity? Probably only high capacity because yeah. I've got a 19 250, yeah, and I've got a two and a half inch hitch. All right. See, this thing's got a beast of a. It takes a big three inch. Yeah, my, my, I bought one of those BMW hitches with a, the adjustable kind. That thing was like three hundred something dollars for that three inch. To get the full yeah. three inch, yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh my lord. Yeah, you know that's that's pretty much a three fifty with a two fifty badge. Pretty that's much, yeah. Pretty much, dude. Speaking of hitches, you got to see the hitch that our the family that owns the company that I work for. One of their trucks. It's a three fifty dually. It's got dual receivers on top of it, on top of each other. So it's like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That thing's rated at 30K. Oh, holy cow. Way nice. more than the truck should, you know, <laughs> legally be able to pull, but oh, damn. Yeah, for real. Big, holy big dog. Oh, that's, uh, I see uh, DS has a, uh, what is that? Is that that way? Yeah, that's the way safe. Yeah. And it's uh, 21,000 pounds. Not the heaviest duty, but uh, not I only have one thing to say about aluminum hitches. If you live up north, either put anti-seize or grease or something on them or don't use them because if you get a little scratch of paint off and you get raw aluminum on raw steel, you're never going to get that thing out. I mean, Um, assuming you leave it in there for a while because for those that don't know, steel and aluminum don't really get along and then you get galvanic corrosion and i had this happen on my truck with a uh aluminum hitch 
I, uh, I chained that thing to a tree and tried to drive forward <laughs> and it stayed in there. Oh, but you know it, what though, that happens, come out. <laughs> that happens with all of them though, even the steel, like I had the truck in it and it was a mess, but you can't get like the steel one that was able to go inside and cut it out with the saw, right. the sawzall. If it was solid aluminum, dang, you're in trouble. <laughs> Well, if you have a solid steel one, it usually won't happen. But if you have the one where it's made out of square tubing, yeah, that happened with and it expands, tubing. like you know, you get moisture in there, water, snow, or whatever, and it expands when it freezes. You're, yeah, good luck getting that thing out. What are you? Uh, what are you towing with your with your nineteen? You got a nice get, get this. I I'm towing about if I had to guess, maybe thirty three hundred pounds. So it handles. Oh. It. <laughs> Hey, well, it's nothing wrong with that. I got a 450. <laughs> Don't hate and I'm towing. I'm towing. I got a 10,000 pound trailer, but people are like, you don't need a 450 for a 10,000 pound trailer. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> I always say you can never have too much horsepower, you know? <laughs> yeah, but that fat for 450 sure. looks bad as shit. I tell you what, he came by the shop. I don't know. It was like two or three Saturdays ago. And he had the salter on and the plow and had his, his lights on. I mean, I don't know. It looked it looked pretty badass creeping through that door with just. You know, some of the clips boom. I've seen of it, it looks fantastic. That's what now, it what, looks what like. What year is that 450? Uh, 2020. So let me ask you this. Some people, now it's got the aluminum wheels, right? Yeah. Are they Alcoa or are they made, in, from what I hear, they changed them uh, coming out of China on those, the aluminum. And how you tell the difference is the number of holes on those wheels. Like, I don't know what the number is, but the Alcoa aluminum wheels have a certain number of holes. I don't know, but I, I will say, if you see a real Alcoa, it looks a little different. Does it? It does the look a little different. Finish on Alcoa's is different. Even it's, the... not as shiny. it's not as shiny, is it? No, and even the ones Ford puts on from the factory that are Alcoas don't look the same as like an Alcoa I'd put on that a uh, customer, you know, had us do a, a wheel swap from a steel to a aluminum wheel. Right. And those things surprisingly don't cost that much. When you consider it's a fully forged, you know, aluminum wheel, I think they're like two, no, okay. Can't tell you what we get them for. <laughs> are the, are the they're, not, they're not that bad. Are the real Alcoas cheaper than the like Ford ones? Yeah, I think they are, and we uh, actually. I don't. I don't think the. I don't think the Ford ones are bad. No, they're Even definitely they're not real. Ford doesn't make them. They're definitely an Alcoa without the sticker on them. Are they all standard, like nineteen and a half inch? Um, all of your medium duty trucks are going to be nineteen and a half, gotcha. and then the six fifty, seven fifty medium duty trucks you can get in a nineteen and a half or a twenty two and a half. Gotcha. So like for an example, there's a six fifty that I prepped last week. Ooh. Oh yeah. That thing but was loaded to the nines. It had air ride seats for the driver and the passenger, Alcoa wheels, air brakes. Those are big boy, big boy Alcoa. Full though, right? infotainment. Like this thing was loaded to the gills. Wow, that's beautiful. And I was back to what so you're back to, to what you're that. saying about those wheels. Uh, I think I think uh, big truck, big RV did that video where his uh, his valve stem started corroding, and then he was saying he was going to take it in and get some warranty work, and that those weren't the real Alcoa wheels. I don't know. You know, I don't even know where I don't know where real Alcoa wheels come from. Right. Yeah, if they're right? American made, I don't know nothing. 
That's know. funny you say about the holes in it in the you know in the side of the wheel. I wonder right. if there's like an act like ah that's one right there. I see uh, you running <laughs> fake boys. I mean, I just look for the little just look for the little yeah, sticker. I don't, sticker on I don't know if oh, I can yeah, say that they're fake, right or not, or what would you know what would mean what that all would mean who made it or if it was made in china I, for all i know all all outcomes could be made in china or not i don't i'm not sure they could be i mean i know the f-150 aluminum wheels are made in china and right, never right. seen one of those blow apart so right 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 yeah and true, i don't true. and they're not really blowing apart i think they just had like a, a, a corrosion problem which is weird because that guy lives in texas so right right you know well i mean that could be uh Aluminum wheel with a steel valve stem. It was exactly what it was. So um, that honestly doesn't surprise me. And it should be isolated with rubber, but the rubber probably breaks down. And if that's the case, it would probably would leak anyway. Hey, how many uh, are you, uh, pounds PSI in the 450 tires do you run? Um, the tires run 50 in the rear. 50. And the front runs a hundred. Damn. You're yeah. 450? What is it supposed to run, Matt? I don't even remember what's supposed That's to run. You're four, what? That's usually okay. Most medium do what's the trucks. spec? What's the spec of the tire? 90 in the front, 80 in the rear. For a 450 or was a it 80 in the rear? Yeah, I just did it. It, it usually was... it usually depends on the upfitter specification, but usually Ford's number from the factory, depending on the tire well, it has on it and the suspension package on it. Usually, it I a, see ninety I in the front, one ten right. in the rear. I think it was eighty in the rear, but I can check real quick. I think I'm, it was eighty. I don't remember. But I would bet on your truck because it's a four fifty pickup. They run them lower in the rear to get better ride quality. Probably. Yeah. They you run know, them I, probably uh, at the lowest. On my two fifty, the they call for sixty in the front, sixty five in the back. But I'm running like fifty three to fifty four really around because I'm not. It's not loaded down, and I feel that it's just a little high for by and large running around not hauling a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I actually yeah. need to figure out how to get, well, I, I've done other trucks, but the 2020 uh, spreadsheet uh, to rework the TPMS so that I can adjust it to it, right. knowing where I want 60 or 65 because I'm stuck at running 60 and 80 or 65 right. and 80. Um, and like you said, it's just too, I, I don't need to have 80 in the rear. So yeah, I, I'm able to run 65 all the way around on my 250. But if I go down to 50, I'll throw a light on my 250. Wow. wow. Well, you know what? Now that I got the experts here, I got to tell you, you know, here's a story on my 250. All right. At 11,000, I only got right now, it's a 2019. I only got 11,900 miles on it. All right. So there's no miles on it. At 11,000 miles, I've been hearing all this chatter about the death wobble. And I, and I've sort of, I admit, I baby my truck. If there's a pothole, I don't want to hit it. I go around it. I slow down. I baby truck. So I'm reading about this death wobble. And I said, well, hell, let me go out on the interstate and just drive this damn thing and hit these bumps and whatever. You're not going to believe it. The first bump I hit on the interstate on Georgia 400 here, I got the death wobble on that thing. And I couldn't believe it. And I had to literally try to pull off the road. It wouldn't even steer. It was just jumping and bouncing so hard. I couldn't believe it. 
I called the dealer from the side of the interstate after I got stopped. So I'm coming in, you know, I was all panicked and stuff. And I, I took it into them. And uh, after a couple of days, they replaced. Now, this is a new truck, 11,000 miles. They replaced the pitman arm, the drag link, and an outer tie rod. With that many miles on it? Yeah, exactly. That's what I was saying. I was like, exactly. And that fixed it? Well, I've been, to tell you honest, I've been too afraid uh, to hit the pump at that speed. It's a, you know, because I was going like 70, 73, and I hit that bridge expansion seam, and there was a little bit of a bump right there. And I swear all the things lined up in the universe just right, and that thing's just a pop, 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 really bad. I could not believe it because I purposely went out to see if it would happen, and it did it interesting i yeah. know i was i was so freaked i told the mechanic i said look i'm gonna sell this thing get rid of this i was so pissed about it if you can't fix it he's like no don't do that we can <laughs> fix it we can fix it and um so he did that but i kid you not i have not hit a pothole or a bump at that speed yet but get this from what i understand it's a solid front axle issue and the caster these wheels need to be pushed out farther. And I was telling A-Rod when I talked to him, it's sort of like if you get a grocery cart, <laughs> you go running with a grocery cart, those front wheels start going bop, 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 because they're right up under. Um, It's not exactly that. Well, uh, yeah, that's exactly the best way like to describe that. caster describe. as a angle. Right. Kind like, of, a, but well, a, no, but it's a perfect. A it's perfect. Cart. It's, it's literally perfect because the pivot point, right, the wheel on a shopping cart, the, yes. where it picks up into the shopping cart is here and the access on which you measure your caster at is back here so you have all this weight pushing down on the front and all the wheel wants to do is go like this wow. exactly i guess that's like but I very think, very excessive but i, I negative guess, but, caster though no yes. i guess like if you think about a shopping cart it literally is a caster wheel like a lawnmower has a caster <laughs> yeah. wheel like it just turns wherever you turn it but, right, actually, but if, the, if you look at the the alignment of the where you the fork in your mower goes into the frame it's straight up and down and where the wheel is oh wait oh wait you mean how the fork is yeah oh. and you look at where the axis of where the wheel goes into the fork it's probably set back like what half an inch oh yeah and yeah. if you don't have enough weight on that right and you're going down the road or you hit a little bit uneven spot the wheel on your mower will start sitting there and shaking and doing this, right? Uh, exactly. And, 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 but it, have you noticed yeah, if, if you go light, in, if, if you go in reverse it. and you have those things pointing the other way, exactly. they will never shake. Hey, same thing with a shopping cart. I don't know. Yeah. My mower can't go that fast in reverse. So I'm but just saying know, as an example. But but I but the better way to think about the caster on the vehicle is your upper and lower ball joint. How far? How uh, far ahead? the lower is from the lower upper. Is, right yeah right that's right. the best way i like so to think about i have it. the caster is always blamed for that and i don't agree with it i'm also not a chassis engineer so i can't say that i can right. tell you it's just a natural unfortunate aspect of a three-link solid front end yeah solid action. so you just have your radius arms those are each a point of contact and then you have your, that's, I mean, that's tying, you know, the axle to the frame. And then you have your, um, why can't I think of the name for it? Your track bar, right? That comes down at an angle. Mm -hmm. That's the only way you can do it unless you were to have, if you had two track bars, the thing would never sit there. I shouldn't say never. 
it probably wouldn't sit there and shake as bad if you had a track bar going from the right to the left and left to right because it ties well they both would have to if you had two track bars they both would have to be like this they wouldn't be able to be at an x pattern because unless why not because when it would when it goes up one if they're in an x pattern and they're both to the frame and to the axle they'd have to be in the same parallel if you're going to double up the they track wouldn't have bar. to as long as you had ball joints and free moving components it would just go like a scissor lift right true and no because it's not no because the solid axle would not allow that yeah, unless what? it was an independent front suspension then yeah but if there's a solid axle and they're both in the x in the x pattern and there's ball joints it wouldn't go it would you're not my my point is you, you we were inverted. you're right you're right you wouldn't be able to go that far without it wouldn't it move at all it would just be locked if it was like it an would move to like some degree and, with suspension components like, that would, anyways right, to it's my a, point it's two ball joints it's in an x you're hitting the ball oh my God. i don't even think it would move it wouldn't work you need they need to be like that they need to be you're not let me get to my point here well it's for, it don't really matter but no there's a way you could engineer it and someone's done it and this that, and the other anyways yeah you, yeah you could i guess really the only thing that's tying your axle to your frame and keeping it from moving side to side is your track bar ball joint connected to your track bar right and then that's connected through the bushing through the track bar so if you get any play there and you hit a bump <laughs> in your it just starts to get a little oscillation right yeah. and at whatever frequency those things get unhappy with each other this is all you get. You just shake. Right. Like do, you, desire. do you think the track bar gets overlooked, Matt, a lot? Um, a hundred percent because people at other stores will put on, they'll do ball joints. They'll do tie rods. They'll do drag link ends. They'll do pitman arms. They'll do steering yeah. dampeners. And I can look right at that track bar, wiggle the wheel and see that thing going like this and popping up and down and left and right. And it's like, guys, come on. I, I feel like to, it, I forgot I feel to like ask track you bars getting overlooked. What uh, is it? A, a super crew, a crew cab? What size uh, cab is it? Mine, yeah, it's a crew cab. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I you was, know, it's got, it came with that steering damper. Although I, I'm waiting to get a Bilstein one just to replace that one, but I understand um, it too. There is a recall out for that. It is what? What's the recall? Twenty and four coverage. Yeah, yeah. So you can get right. that. If you're still the experiencing most updated death one, wobble, yeah. it'll and come with a, the most updated one. And that's a one. really, that's a really good one. Which I'm surprised they wouldn't put that on one. to begin with. I guess. Well, I mean, I guess it would have to. Well, if it was it. in 2019 when you got it, that wouldn't have been out yet. They would have just <laughs> oh, replaced true, it true, with true, the true, true, current true. one. To which, if we see one of those, if we get one of those in the box, we we're just supposed to throw that one out and wait for the the new one, which is actually made by Hitachi, and it's a very, very good steering dam. Ah, Hitachi. <laughs> Well, I'm glad yeah. everything, you know, I got stock height, stock tires, you know, and all that stuff. So I haven't lifted it or put big tires on it because I'm sure if I had had that and took it to the dealership, I'm sure I would have gotten a little slack about that. It's like, you know, well, you alter the suspension, you're going to have yeah. it's It's been an issue with any manufacturer that does solid, you yeah. know, solid, a solid front axle with radius arms in the front. I mean, I think Ford started seeing it obviously in 05 once they went from. Uh, leaf spring front end too oh dude i love those things these people that can't see what those are those are a lifesaver these are going to be somebody's lifesaver 
uh, down uh, at Limitless Auto Works. Uh, we're going to put a link in the description so you guys could check him out. Limitless Auto Works llc.com you guys got to check out his website um these are going to him he does a lot of uh, uh tear downs and uh, small not small but uh repairs to uh, uh, various power strokes uh, he does lifts uh suspension and the most important if you guys are checking out my install i did for the uh, dually light over the license plate uh, we have some custom harnesses uh, for strobe lights, for the mirrors, C-rings, rear taillights, you name it. If you want it, I know Rich uh, can fab that up. So you guys got to check him out. Um, but yeah, if uh, since you guys can't see these, when we get new engines um, uh, from Ford, this is the cover that fills the void where the turbo sits. This blocks the intake ports uh, in the valve cover. Um, so when we are working in chassis and we have to take, like Matt said, uh, be a lifesaver, uh, when you're doing repairs. Saved my life. Whoop, whoop. Right there. You're not dropping anything down in the hole or anything down in the engine. So we always save onto the, save these things, hold on to them. And uh, Rich called me out in a video and was like, hey, man, I need some of them orange covers. Yeah, if now you're wondering the... The best use for those if you're gonna do a turbo on a truck and you're mm. gonna put all your nuts and bolts on that little mm -hmm. you know, windshield wiper wiper cowl Most you definitely. gotta pull that turbo out and it catches on that thing and sends your bolts and nuts flying bing, everywhere bing, bing. i guarantee one's going down in the intake because oh. i had a nut sitting on that little orange cap and i'm like i am so glad i put those in Mm -hmm. If you don't have them, I mean, you can use rags too, but why not use the coolest thing? These are what exactly what they're for. This is the only thing is the, they, that's, you know what? That's a business idea for me. I'm going to start 3d printing those things and selling them. It would be really cool. Like, how could you even get these? Like what, how would you even, you can't you'd have, to, you'd have to buy a, a long block. There's no yeah, other way but to like, get them. The, right. Well, come on. Like they came from well, somewhere. Where did can they get you them? put, can you put tape over it, over the hole? Oh, you I absolutely mean, can. Yeah. But, but it what? doesn't like click in there. It won't and, like, stick. You know, nothing's not going to get in yeah. there. Yeah. The like these, are, these are okay. not the same uh, they're not just ovals. They've got a little, you know, one goes in one hole, one goes in the other. So, I mean, they are side specific. Um, I just, if we could figure out who makes those, I mean, that that's pretty damn cool. You Even know the what? caps think... that we get on the other parts, you know, we got plugs on the turbo and plugs on this line and this line and this line. And this Dude, line. I do. I do like the turbo plugs. I save those too. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. I don't need to save them, but I save them. What else do I save? Hmm. <laughs> Sometimes in the valve grind kit, you know, those little tiny eight mil bolts that would be like the heat shields for the oh, uh, yeah. exhaust manifolds oh, yeah. or the turbo heat shield. Oh, six, eight intake port little covers. I save those too. Oh yeah. 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 Six O's got some good ones. The long, the long red ones when you get a long block and boop, 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 oh. pull them out. It's a satisfying noise. Oh man, that's uh, that brings back some memories. Dude, do you have any caps for a six liter fuel pump? A six liter fuel pump? Yeah. Oh, like frame rail fuel pumps? pumps? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that's what we use as our transfer pump if we're pumping out a tank or something. Oh, if, yeah. like 
the pumps completely shot out of it because they ran death through it or whatever. Or yeah, I got to transfer sure. fuel from an old fuel tank to a new one. That's what I use. But, you know, you got to block those ports off. Otherwise, she's going to suck air. She's not going to work. So usually I just put oh, for one end because I only have one cap. I never thought about doing that. That's a good idea. Yeah, that'd probably go way better. Oh, dude, it's a it's a rocket. No kidding. See, look, you know, I'm going to write myself a note. That's a really good idea. Because I always go to, I'll always drop a tank and it'll be for, you know, there's a TSB for the cabin chassis where they'd get um, dust and stuff and the vents plug up and suck the tank up. Every time after I pull a tank out and go to start pumping it out, I'd be like, Matt, you are so dumb. Why didn't you just pop a line off at the pump and just drain it that way? But Vince, hey, what kind of, what uh, cab configuration did you have? What's that? Cab configuration. Which one do you have? Uh, 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 crew cab. Oh, crew cab. You got a six and a half foot bed or? Yes, six and a half foot bed. So how many miles do you have on your truck now, Vince? Still nine. Okay, right. Okay. I wanted to make sure I got that right. Okay. So you're at 11.9. It's a new truck, basically. What? What are you planning on doing with it? Are you going to keep dude. everything or are you planning on like you got, you're sitting there, you're like, I got some stuff. Oh, dude. Girl. I got to turn the volume down because my wife hears me. She's going to get mad. <laughs> I would love, actually, I, I would love, I don't want to lift it, but I would love to level it and put some oh. aftermarket wheels and tires. I would like to do Ooh, that. I like that. Here's the thing though about level and Matt will confirm what? when you do level, that will probably have an effect on your caster. So just make sure right, exactly. whatever level you get is uh, there's a couple ways you can adjust the caster. The easiest way is probably to get a leveling kit that also will lower your radius arms a little bit, which will right. return the caster and could even give you a little bit more caster because the caster will, the caster does help you stay straight. It, yes. It's not necessarily the issue with death wobble itself, but it does track the truck more straight. straight. Yeah. It does it gives you better, give you, you know, sure. return to center and exactly. all that kind of more stuff. Return to center. Which when in I'm theory, setting up a truck, if, if you, know, you know, to fight road crown, I'll put a little bit more yeah. caster in one side over the other just right, to keep the truck right. straight. Yeah, yeah. exactly. In you know theory, in theory, I guess it does. It could maybe it returns the wheel to center more. It makes it drive more straight. Now that could be negative. That could be something that's negative for you if you think it's like, oh, now it's tighter to turn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So harder to turn. Yeah. Um, you, know, you know what I'm hesitant about too, though, is on leveling it. Is that if I load it up, I can't stand when a truck's going down the road and the ass end is dragging along. Oh my! You're from the south. You're in the south too. Like, what's with I the? I hate that. What's with the? Is it what do they call it? The Carolina lean, where yeah. the trucks just they yes. put a twelve inch lift in the front. That. I Guys, can't just, stand that. Airbags. 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 Exactly. Airbags. <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, I will say if anyone's looking for good lift kits, leveling kits, ready lift makes mm -hmm. an excellent, excellent product. Motherfucker look like a stink bug. <laughs> but if you're if you're at what you say you're at three thousand pounds of towing. Uh, yeah, I'm not towing much of anything. I'm really so at three thousand pounds. You're at three four hundred pounds on a tongue. You're probably not really right. Right. Squatting it, squatting exactly. anyway, so. You know what I did do? I had a load of dirt in it. Get the, I was surprised this. I had a load of dirt put in the back of it. Two scoops out of a big bobcat, okay? 
So I and it's sitting low. I'm like, damn, that dirt's pretty heavy. It was a little oh, wet. Oh, dirt's heavy. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So I get home and the damn, I it was the leaf springs. You know, you have those bump stops if they get overloaded. Mm-hmm. Well, my leaf springs had those rubber uh, where it hit it on the way home. Boom, boom. Every bump I hit, so it was rubbed clean. The leaf, the top of the leaf spring. You know that overload leaf spring you have back there that's mm-hmm. thinner and curved. That thing was rubbed on both ends, so I was overloaded coming home. I couldn't believe it, but I was having to put the truck to work like that. Yeah, I mean, I well, how, how level, how level was it? Phil, was it like leveled? No, uh, I was thinking it was low. No, I mean, like the dirt, was it like full, the whole bed? Well, how full? many, how many yards of dirt did you get? You probably know, two, two and a half. Probably it was two full scoops of a good size bobcat. So yeah, two yards. I'd probably say like two yards. Yeah. Cause the bed, then, the bed holds two yards. If you level it, I think uh, that's two yards. It was I mean, probably that then. Yeah, you yeah. could say perfectly dry soil, like perfectly dry topsoil. You could say about a ton a yard if you got moisture in it. It could be at twenty two hundred pounds. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a good chunk of weight. Are you yeah, rolling a, with a no tile cover, or you got uh, just open bed, or what? It's oh, it's open bed. Yeah, open bed. I think uh, if anybody out is, well, if anybody's out, because I know somebody's listening, uh, for those of you that are listening, let me know. I'm, I want to know. Comment, uh, reach out to me uh, over social media or something. I am in the market for a tunnel cover. Um, if you guys know any reputable companies, I'll be honest, I have not started looking. Um, I know Reeland's uh, been trying to get one. I've seen a couple of dudes at work, they're, they're interested in getting one. And I'm, I don't want one that's folding up, the, the trifold. Uh, I don't want uh, the one with the button snaps. <clears throat> Let me know what you guys are getting because I, I want to get one. I don't want to put any uh, cheap um, uh, rinky dink stuff on my on my uh lariat 350 but uh, get one of those flex. fancy ones get no, one that's dude. real fancy that were like rinks, no no and it's no, super sleek and low and just no, disappears my girlfriend has a like us one that will roll itself back on her tacoma i hate that thing it always <laughs> binds up and it's like a really high it's an mm. expensive one and it also eats up like a foot and a half of your bed space. You can't really put anything under it either. So something to think about. Hey, a uh, question for y'all up north. Do y'all run anti-gel and your fuel up there? Or do y'all just leave it as it is and drive? Gotta we don't. No, we don't actually have to. But I do. I mean, we all do. But when it was cold, this like we had this like a sub-zero stretch. Yeah. Shoot. I'll give it's, you a it's, tip. It's, were people coming in? Was were people coming into the shop with issues? We no, actually didn't have issues. we didn't have a single person come. Well, I take it back. We had one person that had waxed a filter, but even with the cold snap we had, I didn't put any additives in my six liter this winter, which was kind of surprising. Our fuels are usually set. They're usually uh, already taken care of from the from yeah, uh, winterized. You could say. It was funny yeah. when I did DS's fuel filters um, or his maintenance, his maintenance video that was. No, like, I got to do them. I got to do them now. It, uh, no, I was doing his water drain. His yeah. fuel sample was really, really yellow. Um, and then when you look at his compared to mine, um, I got a local guy to me, uh, Mr. Clark, the gas man. He knows who he is. 
Um, he actually, uh, I don't know what he's doing. Uh, he's doing something with the with the with the fuel in this area, monitoring something. But um, he knew exactly where I had gotten fuel. Huh. Um, uh, just by the color and the tinge, uh, it looked like it really looked like E85 when I was doing my uh, fuel water drain. And I was actually showing you guys uh, by allowing water to drip into the container. This is water is going to look like when you drain your fuel water separator. Um, and it was kind of funny to see the difference in fuel. It was around the same time of year. Um, his was clearly yellow. I, I did. Where do you fill up at DS? Didn't you say? I go to I go to Kroger. Oh, Kroger. I, thought I thought mine was PP. green. Yeah, it was. It was really iridescent where mine was really watery, not watery looking, but it was clear. It was. You know what? This like, just made me wonder something. It was, it was Speedway. It was crazy. On, on the topic of fuel, Sean, where do they fuel the trucks up at the plant? Is that on the line or the tank comes with fuel in it? Um, they have, they, they fill it up on the line. Well, okay. They fuel it on the line, but they don't fill them up. They only well, put I, I know they only put a little bit in, but that fuel usually looks clear to me. Um, I never looked at it, but there's there's a fuel station on the premises. Uh -huh. So if something runs out of gas or if they're driving, because sometimes a vehicle will drive around the like facility for for a day or two. Uh -huh. uh, if you ever see like an F-150 come in and it's got like 20 miles on it. Right. Or whatever. But um, yeah, there's a big they're over on the last line. I think it's the last line, or I, I don't, I don't know exactly where, but most likely in the last line. There's big hoses that come in and like add coolant, add oil, add whatever, and they just like they have measurement hmm. computerized. Right. It's weird looking. It's like these big giant hoses are moving around. It looks intimidating if you walk over there. Hmm. It just does it does all different fluids. Uh, uh. Yeah, I was just curious. You know what Charge, I love is charges the AC. Go ahead. You know what I love is if you're say you're not loaded down and you're taking a road trip, you're gonna be on the interstate. Is the freaking range of these trucks with a full tank of gas? If you're not getting on it, I went from um, I was in St. George Island, which is in Florida. It's a good six-hour drive, and I drove all the way home, just no problem. Didn't even have to stop. I did just because I wanted to, but the range is like, oh, I think when I was going, I tried to maintain about 70 miles an hour. I think I had an almost 600-mile range. So let me Golly. ask you this. Let me ask you this. Uh, how big is your fuel tank? What is your differential, and what MPG do you get? I got a, a 331 rear end. Ooh, nice. Which I hear, I was telling A-Rod this, I hear if, you, if your truck comes with 18-inch wheels, you get the 331. If it comes with 20-inch wheels, you get the 355 rear end. But I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know. I actually have never heard that except <laughs> from you. You know, I got off the internet, so it had to be true. I no, um, <laughs> the 331 is, the, is just the entry-level gear, the first uh, level, the first one. Oh. The 3.55 is like maybe some kind of a towing package. Which is because you said you had a towing package, so I, yes. I would think. And then I think that's pretty much it for the diesels, unless you right. got a, a four fifty, which uh, I can't remember what gear ratio four fifty. Like is. a four ten, right? Something. Oh, four thirty, four thirty. Oh, hold on, four thirty, four thirty, four thirty, four thirty, four thirty. And uh, the four ten gives in the three fifty dually. Didn't and you then still like get, uh, 350 with 373s. You um probably in the 350. 
You have a sway but bar in a three fifty. You can still get a three five five. But you yeah, got the, the sway bar in the back. Yes, I do. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. The three the three thirty one's real good for just range. MPG. Oh, it's fantastic. Performance. Oh, performance on a diesel. It's fantastic. Hey, Rod, is yours a three fifty five? Uh huh. Yeah, and you got twenty inch wheels, right? Uh huh. And no sway bar. And no sway bar. Oh. Hmm. So yeah, the the sway bar I I I I believe is the camper prep package. Yep. I'm gonna have to go back under and look at that thing now. I'm gonna question myself now. I think I got it. I'm pretty sure I got it. Hmm. It's I've a beefy. That. It's a beefy sway bar. It. So I got the camper prep not package. so much. So links are dinky. <laughs> well, the links are, but the sway bars. No, it's Shoot. a it's a chunky sway bar. Yeah, it's a <clears throat> girth sway bar. I'll have to go uh, <clears throat> look at my... Have y'all seen some of these guys drop those 60-gallon tanks in them? Yeah. Yeah. Done, yeah. Quite like a, a, done a few 70-gallon, 75-gallon <laughs> Titan tanks. Only thing is, does it leave a big plastic hump underneath the truck? No. All right, then. Good. Nope. Yeah. You don't see it? Nope. Good. Just moves it. It moves it further forward in the. Uh, it drops the tank down probably three or four inches, but you really can't tell. They at, at least Titan, I will say, they do a good job because I'm pretty sure they 3D scan the existing tank and then they 3D scan the underside of the truck, so they can fit stuff in there pretty well. The only bugaboo is you're going to have to use. Um, an aftermarket program like uh four scan to reprogram your tank size right. otherwise your fuel right your distance to empty is going to be right wildly off like in the case of your truck it would just say 600 miles to empty until it actually got to 600 miles to empty mm -hmm. so it would say it was on full for probably half of your tank and then it would start to go down so right. do you have a key or do you have the push button <clears throat> A key. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, uh, I trust me, when I bought this thing, A Rod, it's funny. I was at my limit. I was like, I'm not spending any more money on this truck. But right beside it was a Lariat. And it was only 2000 more. So with regret now, I'm like, I should have dropped the extra two grand, got the Lariat. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. I, I, I they kicked get myself. You. They get you that way, too, because you're looking at it and you're like, you know what? I want yeah. the chrome package. <laughs> I want I want power seats. Yeah. I want infotainment. No, they I they want get this. you because you're like, I want push button start. Yeah. You're like, dang, can I just get push button start in my XLT? What's up? So what about your front seats? Do you have the center console or the flip up seat? I got the center console, uh, but they're cloth. Okay. <laughs> they're not leather. They are cloth and uh Yes, I should have spent. You know what I'm dying for? This reminds me. I'm dying for the freaking LED headlights. Oh my god, I want those so bad. But they're so expensive. They yeah, they, so they expensive. really get so you. stay really get tuned. <laughs> I have um, uh, a guy who uh, is a distributor or works with Miramoto. Um, yeah. They uh, have this hybrid hybrid something i can't remember the name i'm not going to butcher it some hybrid new light that's coming out and the beginning of april he said he's going to send me a set of these and Ooh. i'm going to check them out i'm gonna let you guys know what i think um and i don't have a truck for them so i don't know my 19 
if <laughs> I uh, I'm going to raffle them off, give them away, but I think we'll a see. good old fashioned going to have to have people comment on the video, pick a rabbit out of the hat. And as long as it, you know, they fit on their truck, they get them. Yeah. Hey, yes, you but the stipulation is they have to come up and have you install them. Oh, that's just not hard. You know, it's not that bad. I, you know I can be there what, in a minute. You know what I was thinking? Uh, uh, I was talking with a, another subscriber um, is now that the weather is getting nicer, you're screwed. Should anybody who's local, I mean, we can do a social distancing, but I mean, let's be outside. Let's go to a park um, somewhere. Park. Uh, We're we definitely going to be social distant. Too, somewhere so we can uh, maybe do a little barbecue, hang out. You know, talk. We'll about just go to. We'll go to your house or Reelan's house, and we'll, <laughs> we're going to do the barbecue cookoff that we were talking about. Ooh. Who wants some brisket? I got, I got, I got an idea. We can on, go to we can go to Bell, We can go to Belle Isle. Dude, I ain't Belle? got eighteen That'd hours to cook hard, a no. brisket. <laughs> Belal, I'm gonna need directions. You know what? Then <laughs> you're down. You're kind of down in the hot shotters will be all over that. Hot oh, shotters calling all over the calling all hot shotters. <laughs> you know what? Screw it. We're gonna go. We're gonna go I need you to hot north. shot your butt through Grand Rapids, pick up Matt and his gear, and then I'll hot shot it. your butt through Detroit. I'll do it. Got some <laughs> I got some extra rooms. Oh, <laughs> that's not just an going. idea. I think it would be fun. I got a couple of dudes. Uh, uh, John Ball, my my uh, Johnny Law man down south. John Ball, like the John Ball Zoo in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yeah. And uh, I know he had mentioned that uh, quite some time ago, but I think I think we're going to have to make this a reality because um, uh, let's go to Drummond. You know what? Even better. We'll have Aaron, a power Aaron, stroke muster. Aaron oh. just texted Ooh. me. He said, we're going to go to Mackinac Island. We're going to stay in the Grand Hotel. He's paying for all of it. What so are you oh, talking about? Bring your Ritz Carlton. It's going to be a great weekend. It's going to be a great weekend. There are um, no trucks on Mackinac Island. Yes, there are. And you want to know what they are, Sean? You want to know what their ambulances and fire trucks are, Sean? Super duties. Yeah. Well, I just want to let you guys know. We're going to have to have an emergency so the ambulance could come just so we could see. So Aaron can see this clattery old 7-3 just stinking up the place. Hey, you know, if y'all really want barbecue, y'all got to bring that down south to Georgia. Oh, yeah. that's It'll be warm and humid. What's the weather like right now? You want warm and humid. Come to Michigan in August. Oh my God! Uh, you what's know, the weather like right now down it. there? We, right we now, we're beautiful. Right now, beautiful. Uh, lower seventies, just beautiful. Oh right. man, beautiful. I'm yeah. taking the truck out just for a spin, uh, just to drive it around. So, what's it like right now? 50, 40, yeah. 50 degrees. Yeah, yeah. 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 Vince, we uh, we <laughs> today we had what a lot of people would call is false spring. So it yeah. was like over by me. It was mid sixties today. I don't know what it was yeah. for you guys. I think tomorrow's so, supposed to be even nicer. So what we're gonna have later this week is third winter. So this <laughs> is fall spring, and we're going into third winter where it's like thirty nine and just raining the whole time. Oh my god! Oh my Might as well just move to England. You know what? Pacific I was, Northwest. I was telling my wife if I could design a house, there's two things I'd add to it: is a 
bigger garage so my f-250 could fit and a kick-ass laundry room <laughs> and a laundry room yeah get this a laundry room's important because in there you can put your extra fridge okay not wrong freezer okay dog wash Okay. You know, oh, okay. All, instead of putting all that in the garage, you put okay, it in the laundry okay, room. Okay. You know oh, dang. That's I'm like, man, don't never, be trying to tell me I'm doing no laundry, genius. man, because I'm, I'm not doing no laundry. Hold no on, laundry. guys, guys, guys. Vince just said something that I have never thought of that is so needed <laughs> and so smart and so overlooked. A Lay it on. freaking dog wash in your house. Yeah, yes. that'd be pretty sweet. It's called yeah, a laundry tub. Well, well for a little the, kiki. We got maybe for a small horses. little thing, but you got yourself a 40-pound golden Archie that just right. wants to wiggle all the time. Oh, Archie. <laughs> hey, A-Rock, can you fit your truck in your garage? I most definitely can. You can. That's why the I'm not F2 putting 50. a lift. I'm not an F-350. I'm not putting a lift. I'm not putting tires. Right. But yeah. it fits in the garage. <laughs> no, Aaron, you can you can put a lift on your fits. truck. You can you can put a lift on your truck, and one of our customers and a guy that I always see when I go out to the ski hill has one of these. He has a any level lift on his truck. Oh, <laughs> and I literally see that guy back out of his driveway or out of his garage, and his truck just goes boop, boop. <laughs> and then I just look at him, and I'm like, man, I wish I was you. <laughs> yeah, a nice big house right there. You got the 350 limited on the on the any level lift truck. Man, I hate hey, what do y'all think of the the stock shocks that come on these trucks? Are they good? Are they bueno or no? I think they're good. You do? They're pretty good. Yeah. You hear a lot of people changing out to Fox or Bilstein's or whatever, but the factories seem pretty tight. I think the trimmer I mean, ones look cool because they, yeah. they trimmer right on the side of them. I'm like, what? I'm I like, think my money would go to, and I'm going to pronounce it in its proper German ways of Bilstein. Hey, <laughs> Matt. Can, that's, can who I, that's what I would do too. I'm not going to buy no yellow Rancho shocks. Just yeah. take those, throw them in the trash. What's the deal? What's the deal with Fox shocks? Like I hear some people say they're great. And then some people are like, ah, I think just... those are the people that bought the truck that are going to tow something maybe once a year with it, like their boat. <laughs> and they're like, my truck is too stiff. <laughs> well, I have news for you, Clarence. Your truck is a one ton diesel. It's not meant to ride nice. That's right. That's right. True that. True that. Matt, That's were you peeing upside down? Dude, you've been, you're not attentive. No, what happened to your shirt? I dribbled a little bit of <laughs> ski patrol ski on my patrol. shirt. What was the one from last time? Was that not a 12 percenter, boy, is it? No, what I had last time was Founders Backwoods oh. Bastard. Founders. <laughs> this is Brewery Vivant Ski Patrol, as you can see by I the like rooster. The they had yeah, a beer cool. called the Big Red Cock. Is that the uh, Polish chicken on it? Um, you know what? I got to have you guys over here because they have a really cool beer hall. and They got good food, too. <laughs> mm. Mm. Hey, hey, Ryan. Hey, 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 what? Are you in your garage? Yes, sir. It looks so cool. It looks totally organized and clean with those tags up, the, the car cover. Mine looks more like DS's garage. I got yo. Where'd you get that I ninety six plate from? 
Look at that. You know, you know Aaron, you need to, you need to do something You know, the other side of I-96 says I-94. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you, need to, you need to get your Tahoe out and put your truck in for the for the podcast. That would be oh, nice. That would no, be cool. No, he can't do that because the thing is, deep down inside, he secretly likes his Tahoe more than his truck, but he's never going to admit it. That's blasphemy. Yeah, but I can't just pull this thing in and out and start it up and because yeah. it's, it's just it's loud and I got to move the lawnmower to get it out and I just, I don't fuck want to. Oh, dude. Hey. Hey, I got a question that reminds me. Okay, I do all these extremely short trips in my diesel. Like I start it up, I go uh-uh, three miles. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I know, exactly. Please don't. What do let I him, do? Let them let finish. Is what do right? I do? Because I'm going like three, all four right. miles and I'm what, back home. Do you do you have uh, OCR turned on? No, I would love to. but yeah, We need to get that bat. turned on for you. You got to hook them up. Can How you do, do I do over that? the air, Matt? Okay, so no, I can, sadly I cannot do it over the air. You need you to get need to your dealer. You need to, to ask for OCR turned yeah. on. You OCR. need to go to the dealer, or you get the subscription to Forescan, right? And get their little dongle, and then I take remote access of your computer. Oh, I like and then that. I just do it. So tell me that again. I get the. Uh... Oh, okay. So oh. go write this down. Go to four. Yep. F O R scan. S C A N. Gotcha. <laughs> I haven't had that much to drink. Dot org. Dot org. And then uh, you can pick if you have a Mac or Windows, you go, you know, software downloaded, Mac, Windows, okay. download free software. And then right. somewhere in there, you're going to see like, um, uh, you know, must have uh, OBD2 dongle, and you'll have different ones that okay. you can pick from and you can sort through and it's like I, 35 40 bucks i think for their little contraption i gotta do um, it um and then you can turn uh, there's a bunch of things you can do one we can uh i can send you a link to the video we did the seatbelt chime just uh, yeah. for it's more for the work truck dudes who are in and out construction workers who are moving up moving up moving up the truck or whatever and the ding 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 annoying Shut it so off. with the with the truck, are you are you smelling anything? Does it stink sometimes? Uh, the no, if anything, every now the exhaust seems to have a sweet smell to it. Actually, sometimes, sometimes. But I tell you, why doesn't it the truck in the cl- instrument cluster ever tell you it's doing the region? It, it will tell you when you get the OCR turned on. Oh, but otherwise, it's it stopped. It doesn't. It no. all, it I'm going to give you a hint. Okay. Of how you can tell if your truck's going through a regen. Lay it on me. Set it on instant fuel economy. Set your cluster on instant fuel economy, and you should see your fuel economy be slightly lower than what it would normally right. be. Right. That's okay. usually what I tell all of our customers, and they're like, I want to know when I'm going into a regen because this thing doesn't tell me. Dang, Matt, why don't you turn on OCR for them when they ask you that? Dude, this is before they do it. Right. Or they don't want it turned on. And they're like, I would just like to know, right? I think it's a very good information. I think it should right. be turned on uh, for anybody. And not you can actually that order it from the factory with OCR turned on. And they'll charge you, but it's just a program. It's so. just a, a, a one character you're changing different uh, in the as built. So it displays that, you know, in the instrument cluster. See, I got to get that because I take how, so many short trips. I, I'm, how, uh, go ahead. 
I, I just cringe sometimes. I'm like, God, this is bad. I don't even want to turn it off, but I'm home. How I mean, cold does it get? You're probably not going to hurt it, but. In the wintertime, how cold does it get there? Uh, not bad at all. I think our coldest, uh, it's it's in the 30s at night, high in the 40s on average. All but right, you so know, if, you're, if you're in the 30s at night and you're doing these short trips, it right. might be worth I mean, if you're in the 30s, mm-hmm. short trips, it might be worth it to plug in at night. Because if you're going to do a short trip, you're not going to get you're not going to get hot enough. What do you mean plug? The block so heater. You could you could get a block heater if you're 30 degrees and start off at like 100 degrees instead of starting off at 30 and never even getting warm enough. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Because down here they don't have block heaters on them. They don't come. You with could them. add. You could add it. Right. I saw a Rod do that. Yeah, it can be added after. It's not I that hard. Yeah. Yeah, that's something you well. Even with force, it depends scan, how big of a have, coolant mess you want to have to do the block here yourself. Right. It's really not that bad. You'll have uh, the provision in Forescan to do uh, a stationary regen. So, um, you mm. know, yes, that's if, right. If you need to, for whatever reason, do you know, push a regen through with the computer, you could. I mean, how often are you only? Sh- how often are you short tripping it? I guess is my question. Dude, I hate to say it, but quite a bit. And I end. And what I end up doing is, I say, it bothers me so much. I say I'm going to the interstate and I run the shit yeah. out of it on the interstate. Yeah. Well, I mean, are, is it like that's what you're doing throughout the week, and then on yeah. on the weekends you're driving the highway more? Pretty and you're much. Just driving. You know what? Honestly, I wouldn't worry about it then. Okay. All right. Well, it's just the, my the thing- personal. Right. Opinion the on it. The thing is, once you turn on OCR, it's still going to give you a little bit of a hard time because the thing about the region is it wants it to start and it wants it to finish the whole process. And if you turn off the key, then it will restart the whole process. Once yes, conditions are exactly. right again, it has to be hot enough and all this stuff. It going. So yeah. you'll almost... still be you'll still be driving on the highway extra, but at least you'll know exactly if it's doing it or not. You'll still be driving. I I would say it is worse for your engine to not complete a regen than to short trip. Okay. And see, so, I don't even know if I pull up to the house, how do I know it's doing a regen at that point when I put it in park? Is it gonna idle up? No. Well, so if no. you have OCR turned on, it's going to display a percentage that you can uh, keep. Uh, you can keep the screen on all the time. So right. if you pull up to the house and it's at ninety percent, it's exactly. like, well, exactly. let me go drive it. So you're probably going to get it to kick up to ninety-five. Then it's exactly. going to say a hundred. You're going to be driving. You're going to be, oh wow, ninety. Yeah. Eighty-five. Here's the here's 80, the catch. Here's 60. the catch. Right. Here's here's the catch though. If it says ninety. It ain't kicking on though. Right. It's, you gotta at, wait at 90, it got to wait to 100. So at 90, you could drive from 90. I've driven at 90 for like 45 minutes, sometimes wow. an hour at 90 before it got to 100. And I'm like, get to 100. So if you're at 90, <laughs> just leave it. You know what I mean? At 90, you just leave it. At 95, yeah. you you know what I mean? Eh. All right. Now, that's, why, really, that's why I like to give customers the option to have the, um, static regen so they can just if, park it make sure nothing around them if, is gonna uh, melt or catch on fire and they can just go inside and once they hear their truck idle down you know if you're tw- they can if come your back trips, and turn it off if your trips are really that short those those static regions are are i think in my opinion from what i've experienced the shorter or the static regions are better than the dynamic regions that you do while driving 
okay. when I've done the static ones, right. it stayed, it, it would burn down to zero. And I've never actually done a static one to the point where it stopped on its own. I'm always like, was well, it still doing this? And I turn it off. Uh, but it would, whenever I turn it off, it would be at zero and it would stay below zero for a couple of days before it even starts to register back to five. It goes in increments of five, it goes five, 10. Right. It, versus a, like if you do a dynamic one it'll go down to zero and then you could get back home and it's already back to five and it you know what i mean it might yeah. start going right back up it doesn't burn yeah. off as good right. Right. i mean dynamic. vince i'll do something to make you you know feel better <laughs> we probably haven't replaced a dpf in a year year and a half well, and the so. ones the ones that we did had a manufacturing flaw all right Oh wow, that's and that that's was good it. Here. So that's good to hear. Those those were replaced under warranty. Ford actually knew about them. They were like, "Hey, you know what? Here's the issue. We're gonna replace it. We're we're gonna. We know this truck is one of the trucks that had one of the bad ones. So oh okay. I try not to get too caught up in it because I'm just like just let the truck do its thing. If it's yeah. got an issue. It'll let you know. So I've definitely been scared a little just thinking or knowing that i've got i'm at 90 percent and i'm between 90 and 100 oh aaron aaron i i see you got your hand up do you have a question i got a question i got a question <laughs> yep. i got a question yep. I, I i i i i know i'm a host but i i i have an oil related question can i can i can i ask vince a question yes later okay. what oil are you running boy I am part of y'all's 5W40 club. Okay, 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 okay. Yep, 5W40, I see you, Diaz. (laughs) All the way, I'll never (laughs) go back to 1030. Okay, so I have another question, and it is going to be regarding additives. What kind of additives are you going to be running? Have you not been running any additives? No, only fuel additives, no uh, oil additives. Okay, okay. I was going to ask you about that. So oil. let me let me hold, hold your hold your thoughts here. All right. What oil? Uh, uh, Motorcraft. Okay, cool. I like my Motorcraft. I did the 540, and I felt like it ran good. And you're right. Isn't it quieter at an idle? It yeah. Is, tell tell Arod that. It is, dude. I A-Rod, know. It. Tell Arod. You hear that? You missed it. I, I didn't hear yeah, anything. Sometimes he's like, "Is this a gasoline engine? It's so quiet." Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, I know it. <laughs> Aaron, didn't you notice when you switched? What? It's quiet at idle. Does it run different? Oh. I got to get out of the way for Motocraft. I want something other than Motocraft. Right. Exactly. Me yeah. too. I want to try. I want to try some stuff. Hot shots. I have not checked the oil out, but we are checking out uh, the fuel oh. additives you have. This, uh, Vince, yeah. We're going to recommend that you get. Uh, right. There's also another one that they have, uh, the Hot Shots Fuel EDT, which is going to be like every tank. I have that. Yep, that's a good one. That's I've been using that, one. but I don't have that. This is right. their FR3 friction reducer, and I have not used this yet. Um, I am huh. excited to. So when you change your, how much of that would you put in your 13 quarts? So this is saying 1.5 ounces. Oh, just a little bit. For a quart, but that doesn't seem right. It just have 1.5 ounces slash quart. So what is that stuff supposed to do? Like, what does it do? 
Does they improve okay, MPD uh, or what? I'll, I'll read it to you really quick. It says, Hotshot Secrets FR3 Friction Reducer is a lubricity-enhancing oil additive that increases the lubricating and wear reduce reduction properties of the host oil. The product contains three patented synthetic lubricants that have unique lubricating properties, even compared to PAO or MPAO synthetics of the same viscosity. The anti-wear component of the formula is a patented carbon nanoparticle that fills in microscopic, microscopic irregularities on the machine surface to provide a smoother surface for the lubricating film to form. The synergy of these components extend the base oil performance in shear stability, oxidation stability, film strength, and especially friction reduction. This is almost a must-have for pretty much any engine uh, power strokes. I'm very curious. Um, so in other words, DS, our engines will be even quieter with that. I mean, I don't know. Is I mean, we'd have to try hype? it. Is this a hybrid? <laughs> I definitely noticed that it was. But here's the issue with me. When I, okay, I'm saying I noticed it runs smoother and better and all that. But I only did one oil change. Right. To it. I've, I've had the 1030. And then when I went from the 1030 to the 540, I'm like, oh, it runs better. But how do I know if I would have just put 1030 back right. in it? Right. If that fresh 1030 would have just ran as good as the fresh, right. I don't know. I, right. I, think I guess it. you're just going to have to throw 1030 in your truck. Um, <laughs> it's your only option. That's the only way. Well, I wonder like if it's a 540, would a 1030 be like more efficient? Because it's a 30, 30, wouldn't that be? Well, see with y'all up in North, isn't a 5W full synthetic better anyways because the temperature ranges? A hundred percent. Yeah, mm -hmm. up north, I'd run it all the time because it gets so yeah. cold. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot to ask you, did you have... I don't know. Uh, I think, have I think maybe in something that's like Huey injected, you'd notice it more. Like do a 7.3 or a 6 liter. But Do you have... Uh, is your truck uh, got tinted windows? Do you have some tints up on that thing? I don't have tints on it. Oh, okay. It's okay. pretty much... I'm trying... Everything's stock. You know, the only thing I did buy but I haven't put on yet, this reminds me. I bought one of those, uh, let me, if, if I'm right, one of those SPE billet aluminum, the drain plug water oh. separator. Oh. That yellow plastic oh. one. I just made video for that. Did you? Good, because I haven't put it on. I'm afraid I'm going to break something. They just wait because it's easy. Oh, good, good. Good, because I was worried I'm going to have to drop the whole thing just to change it. I went No, 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 no. All right. So, hey, what does that thing, what does that thing do? Well, like, how's it easier? The, the, the factory yellow ones have those little tips that apparently can break off. And so if it breaks off, you're going to, you know, it sort of leaves you stranded because you're going to have to go get replaced before you can go drive your truck because it won't hold tight. And you'll end up losing fuel. Oh, but, but the billet aluminum is just solid, nice working material that's not going to break. I'm how actually, uh, I don't know how much that is. That's a good question. I think it's like, actually, I think it's like 50 bucks. S -P -E. I want that. I want that. Here's my lighter performance engineering. Those are the I'm boys. I'm call Amy tomorrow. I'm still, she should have called me the 26th of last month. And I'm still waiting <laughs> to hear back from her. Um, I know they're busy. I get it. Um, but the word on the street is that 
people are still waiting from Black Friday. I heard that also. Uh, You have that's not good. You know what they're waiting on too is that CP4 disaster kit. Oh Lord, how many (laughs) units they sold? Yeah, I don't know. Insane. Hey, I'm actually I actually want a one of those drain plugs too for the engine. I don't yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, about the, like the quick the drain. Yeah. Go I ahead and make trust. fun of me if you want. No, I just don't trust those. <laughs> oh. Like oh. I'll see a lot of the school districts who we service their, you know, their buses on have those. And obviously they, you know, they work well enough, but I'm just wondering, like, what if the spring breaks and then it just kicks over and dumps exactly. all the oil you know out what? on the floor? I just, I w- when I Googled it today, I'm looking at them and I'm like, why is there a spring on there? Like, I don't think, I'm like, I don't trust that. And why has it got a spring? I, I thought it would be like some kind of a 90 degree. Uh, yeah, ball for my, for my six sevens, I just like my good old fashioned 16 millimeter bolt. Hey, uh, Matt. Yes. What's the, is there any, I don't know anything about it, but you know, internet chatter. What's the deal mm-hmm. with these CP4 uh, pumps? Are they like a disaster waiting to happen? No, you don't want to get me started on that. <laughs> uh, we've talked about this in a few other podcasts. Okay. And um, is, it, is it a good system or no? So long, long story short, what you're hearing is coming from a lot of Duramax owners. Gotcha. And the Duramaxes don't have a lift pump, right? So they don't have a pump that transfers fuel from the tank to the high pressure system. So they just have to rely on the high pressure pump priming the system. Right. Um, The way the CP4 or we'll just call it the high pressure pump works on a six, seven. It basically looks like a V twin, right? So you've got your crankshaft per se, and then you have buckets or pistons with rollers. Then there's a spring on top of them, this, that, and the other. Well, unlike you could say, um, uh, lifters that go on a camshaft, if they are, you know, They have a wishbone connector to keep them from spinning in the bore. Right. Um, these don't have that. So if you have a lack of lubricity or whatever, regardless, there's a roller that rides on the, the crankshaft. If you have a lubrication issue that would cause the, um, the roller on the bottom side of the piston right. to lock up, that would start to flat spot and you would have metal contamination through the system. Or if it spun in the bore and got stuck sideways, you would have the same issue. Um, The guys that I work with that have been working on power strokes, I shouldn't say power strokes for diesels before they were power strokes, right. That were working on like six nines and seven, three IDIs. Yeah. There has been, three cp4 pumps that were replaced that just did it out of the blue everything else everything else the tank a fuel sample was taken and it was there was gas in it there was death contamination (laughs) there was poor diesel fuel quality right 
It was a fueling lubricity issue that caused it. We I'm have, have to hear that. That's we good. Have yet to see a pump. I mean, other than those three random ones, just grenade because. Right. But what about this disaster kit though? Like how it's isolating all these <clears throat> components so they don't take each other so out. What the disaster kit does is make it, it really simple though. Like you're blowing our minds. Man. I'm like, <laughs> right, what? right, right. The so, piston, the I, like, yeah, I here's, I yeah, like, right, right, right. I thought it was um, just me. So the the way that pump lubricates itself is it uses fuel to lubricate. You could say the crankcase in a sense, the way that a two stroke does, right? Um, so what this what a lot of disaster kits do that go in line um, off of the fuel feed port or fuel feed line they would have you cut that line and put a flexible line that has someone's kit on it that doesn't allow fuel to go back down into the crankcase per se and let that fuel go into the high pressure fuel system, into the outlet, into the itself pump changer, pump mm -hmm. chamber, right? Um, so it's just going, that kit is going to allow it to um, bleed back, return back to the tank. So all you would really have to do is flush the lines out, flush the tank out, put new filters in. It's really not a bad option. Um, just a preventative measure, just in the rare event that, you know, your pump does let loose another option. And these are guys that are local to us. They're a huge name and in fuel injection for diesel is Exergy um, diesel. They make a, I want to say they call it a M prop mu fuel metering, whatever, right? It's, it's the volume control valve that sits on top of the high pressure pump. Mm. They have a, I think the Ford screen is like a four micron screen or whatever. Um, Exergy's has a 80 micron screen. So really nothing's going to get past that screen. So it's basically the, you know, um, well, you don't have, right. to, you don't have wait, to hack your lineup for, wait a that, for Matt, that one. Matt, so you established that the system is not going to fail on its own most likely right and if it did then you you're good if you got a warranty you're going to well no covered. if the system but but the system no 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 if the system if we wait. can if we can pinpoint the failure to fuel quality right ford motor company isn't going to warranty that because in a sense that is on you but but i want to but the whole idea of the kit, like it's not out of the question to have poor fuel quality or to have some kind of water get into the right. fuel. So the kit might not be a bad idea because like, yeah, the system's good. Right. But I'm not saying you any, any failure kit is a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. I personally, once I buy a six, seven, whenever that is, I can't say with a hundred percent confidence that I'm okay. If I buy a brand new truck, I'm probably not going to put it on. If I buy a used truck that I really don't know the history, right. or we'll say it's a farm truck or someone that lived, you know, out where fuel quality is kind of questionable. Right. I'd probably put Exergy's VCV valve on or something like Snyder's disaster kit. Um, how much money are you talking though? Like how much money? Does if it the fuel save? system fails. 
Like how much money versus the without the kit and then with the kit? So most most um, CP for disaster prevention kits or something like Exergy's metering valve, you're looking, I mean, quality. You could probably get an eBay kit for 150 bucks, mm, up to 500 much? bucks. Your fuel, your high pressure fuel system installed, said and done. You're probably looking at about, and Vince is just crying at this. You're looking at about, you're looking at about eight grand. Oh, so the whole fuel system's eight grand. Like, yeah, that's, uh, cause depending on where you go and that's, so how much money do you save where you put the kit on and then you have a failure, you still have a failure, but it doesn't take out the whole system. It doesn't take out the whole system. So you would be looking at replacing at like, yeah, a pump, a pump, what pump, the high pressure, pressure pump. Yeah. Yeah. And how much would that be? The pump. What's the Aaron? Do you know what I the pump know. goes for? Like Probably a thousand like, bucks? Yeah, I was gonna say twelve hundred bucks, maybe. Yeah, I mean oh, the the thing money. the thing there is like it's labor more than any. Well, I shouldn't say it's labor more than anything because injectors on something like a six seven are gonna run you about three fifty four hundred bucks a piece. Does that sound right? Mm, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't look so at the price. It's I gonna just, be labor and parts. Yeah, and depending on where you are and how bad someone wants to juice you and your insurance company, you could be paying 40 hours for someone to do that job. Oh, yeah. And it's it's unfortunate because it should be like that from the factory to isolate everything. Yeah, it would it be really, very nice, really, but I haven't pulled one of those apart recently to see if they've done something about that. Um, yeah, they need to... That'd be nice to have something like that from the factory, but I'm kind of interested because I never know if something could happen with the fuel or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that just comes down. It's something we've talked about a lot before is go when you're filling up, go somewhere that has a high turnover rate of fuel. So, I mean, I, I'm not going to say drive a, you know, 50 miles out of your way to go to a truck stop to get your fuel, but, um, if you see a lot of, if you see multiple diesel pumps at a fueling station, I would choose that over, um, let's say like a sit go in an urban area that has maybe one diesel pump and you don't really ever see anyone using it. Cause odds are that that fuel has been sitting there for, you know, a moon or two. Right. Or um, I, I would think use something that's relatively new, not something that's really old. Yeah. You don't know what kind of tank because I go to Kroger and that ain't no that's not a that's not a, a diesel place, but it's right. got a bunch of diesel pumps and it's brand new. And I have yeah, I mean, I've had good luck and I haven't seen any water yet. Yeah, I mean that's the same thing with me. I go to you know, I'll go to Meyer. Um anywhere anyone shit. that really has a lot of pumps and you see a lot of trucks going through there. I, I do a that. lot of pumpers. I do that A Rod monthly thing where 30 seconds to drain that water separator once. <laughs> Just drain it. Yeah, that's another good thing to do. Bring yeah. a mason jar with you or yeah. something um, to drain your drain your water in, and then yeah. obviously dispose of it responsibly. When, Don't just when, dump it on the ground or whatever. So, from what you, I am seeing, I don't mean to cut you off, Sean, but just because oh, I haven't pulled it up. If you guys want a part number for this, um, this is a disaster kit. This is Exergy for a six, seven, 11 through 17. And this is better than the other one that we were talking about. The SM. 
I don't know if it's better. I just really like these guys because they're good customers, and I think it's a really good alternative. Um, so this is as of I'm looking at their price list. This is as of March 19th, 2018. So I can't tell you if the price went up or down or left or right or whatever. But um, Exergy's part number is an EO5. 401105. How it's much is it? The system saver improved stock inlet metering valve FCA M prop. And those retail for $240. That's not bad. $240 is not bad. So to put SPD. that to put that kit on, you're going to have to do the same amount of work because to put anyone else's disaster prevention kit on, you're going to have to pull the upper intake manifold off to get to those lines. Um, I would never do it personally because I don't it sounds know. hard. Actually, it's not that bad to get child's that. play. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Aaron and I are going to tell you it's child's play and on the newer body styles, man, I felt so dumb on the aluminum trucks. Cause I, I had never pulled the wiper cowl off. Cause I'm like, man, that just seems like a pain in the butt, but you can get the stuff so much easier. You can pull the upper intake manifold off way easier. You can get to all the fasteners and how many hours, I mean, how many hours is that like roughly for labor for just, to, just to get it, just to I'd, get it done. Like, I'd have to like, look Matt, at, hook me up, Matt. How many no, I, no, I can't tell you. I'd have to look at the book because I don't want to piss people off. <laughs> no, I'm saying I'm asking real. you to, I'm asking I don't, you I don't need a thousand text. I don't need, yeah. I don't need a thousand people figure, charging into the I'm trying to figure out like, how well, much Matt said he can do it this fast. So you need to charge me this much. And it's like, well, a -Rod, I just try to keep my much? mouth shut. I try well, to keep my mouth shut you, outside of people charging the hours for a fuel system. How long you need a rod to put the, crooked. the kid on there? I'm with Aaron. Yeah, yeah. him and I are pleading we'll talk the about fifth that. right now. We'll, we'll talk, talk about, about that, that later. <laughs> we'll talk about it after we do it once. But I hey, think I this would be a uh, – Hey, A-Rod. Yes, sir. How often do we need to change our transmission fluid? And do we need to do the – filter and fluid every time or can we just dump that fluid out and change it or do i need to drop that filter also so qu quick um response go with a rod's response i got i got trans and filter fluid change drain and fill every 60k 60k but i got a video that i just made going over my recommendations for oil, fuel, trans diffs, transfer case, oh. belts, hoses, yeah. uh, thermostats, everything condensed into like a 28 minute video. And it's going to awesome. cover uh, all the power strokes. Um, and um, I got a little humor in it, uh, repping uh, Bill Hewitt down in Georgia oh. uh, Bill with Hewitt. the old whiteboard. No disrespect. We're just having fun. I thought it was a good way to uh, uh, reel yeah. him in and do a whiteboard and talk about maintenance because I'm getting asked about it all the time. Um, cool. So, um, yeah, I think uh, this was a, a good a good night uh, to bring Vince on, talk about his truck. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Stuff, the questions he's got being a first time Power Stroke owner. You guys, make sure to check out Hot Shots. Check me over uh, at BillBrownFord.net. Uh, schedule your next appointment with me. Get in here. Get it serviced. 
Uh, make sure to reach out to all of our social medias. Tell us what you thought, what you didn't like. Uh, do you have questions? Do you want to get on the show? Check my email up here at the top. Reach out to me. We'll get you in queue. And and <laughs> can I start closing these out by like you know I don't I don't mean to like just ruin your ending right now. <laughs> But you know, on the prices, right? How they always tell you to remember to spay and neuter your cats and dogs. Can I just and tell everyone to remember to change their oil every 5,000 miles? Oh, Woo! hey. And remember to change your oil every 5,000 5, miles. <laughs> or by four. Or, or 200 hours. <laughs> and then DS will chime in and 200 hours. All right. Take us away, Aaron. All right, you guys. Thanks so much for watching. We'll catch you all next time here on the PTT podcast. See ya.